0: yeah I am ambi I am uh, an advertising and a branding veteran having spent 40 years in the business uh, right now I am an independent brand coach. I am an author. I am also a uh, adjunct faculty. I do a lot of things, some of them <laughs> well, some of them not so well but you know we'll not talk about those. Um, at least uh, you know let's say men who are say 40 to 45 50. Are kind of caught in the sandwich era, which means mm-hmm. their parents, so probably sixty-five, are still expecting them to look after, mm-hmm. uh, you know, look after them. Uh, they have their children who are saying that look, pay for my education. After that, I'm on my own, and you're on my own, right? So uh, Ulka Sibi Ulka works on on several uh, brands of Amul, and of course there is Dakuna who been doing the the, the outdoor advertising uh, for, for Amul now. Interesting thing, I don't think this is true of any client anywhere in the world, that Dakuna creates those holdings and actually puts them up and the client sees it after it is put up.
1: One thing no one knows about you.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I, I learned swimming at a ripe old age of 62.
1: Hello, fellows, welcome to the next episode of Jagged with Jasravi, conversations at the edge from the marketing, branding and the business world. Hi, Ambi, I'm thrilled to have you on my show.
0: Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Jasravi, for having me on your show. So look forward to having an interesting conversation.
1: Yes, absolutely. Ambi, your book, Nawabs, Nudes, and Noodles, an account of 50 years of advertising. Uh, Very few people, I think very few Indians, could have put together a perspective like that. So, thank you so much, first of all, for doing that. So insightful, so comprehensive. Uh, So, looking from the lens of advertising, how society is moving, if we Pick some categories, Ambi, and look at the evolution of the category. Uh, and first, I request you to look at insurance, if you had to share your views about that.
0: Thank you for those kind words about uh, Nawab Noodles, uh, India Through 50 Years of Advertising. So this book came out in 2016. Uh, did quite well. It was also the finalist at the Crossword Popular Book Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in the book, uh, you know, uh, I, I was told I should write a history of Indian advertising. And I said, look, I'm not competent to write the history, I'm not a historian. But uh, what I can do is to look at how society has changed through the lens of advertising. Advertising often reflects society. Uh, sometimes advertising nudges society into some new directions uh, and sometimes society wraps advertising on its knuckles for doing that. Uh, so I said, look, let's let's look at this, you know, as and people have looked at, you know, I, I think my book was unique because uh, people have looked at changing society through the lens of movies, right? I mean, there's uh, how Rajesh Kanna era gave way to the angry young man era, which gave way to the Uh, chocolate, you know, NRI boy era. And now I think it's all about fighting for the country in the border uh, era, right? So, but no one has looked at advertising that way. You know, how is advertising reflecting a changing society? And so the book is organized into four sections and 20 chapters. I've looked at multiple topics, um, you know, product categories, like you said, services and how advertising itself, uh, has changed. So, if you look at uh, at insurance as a category, uh, insurance, you know, the whole category is about death, right? And so, originally, it, it should be called death insurance, it's called life insurance. And insurance in India was always sold as, uh, you know, Zindagi ke bhi or Zindagi ke baad bhi, you know. So, Uh, So it's like, you know, take insurance so that you can leave when you die, you can leave your uh, loved ones, uh, kind of a nest egg for them to look after. And a lot of advertising primarily was, you know, following that, uh, that narrative, you know, definitely brands like, you know, LIC really milked that extremely well. But in the last 10 years, there has been some significant shift in, the way insurance is being marketed, right? Uh, earlier, it was all about so it was it was a little bit about, about morbid, you know, if you die, your uh, loved ones will be cared for. But from there, the narrative changed to say, look, um, why don't you put money in your insurance? Uh, because that money will become your nest egg for you to live a comfortable life after you retire. Mm-hmm. So, several brands uh, tapped this very well, right? Uh, for example, there was this very famous uh, ad by, uh, I think, SBI Life where this uh, lady is using the sewing machine and this old man comes and puts a little box in front of her and she opens the box and, <laughs> and it's a diamond ring. So, she says, Is me Mein And the old man tells her uh, that Heere Ko Kya Apata tera Kya Hai.
2: इसी को तुम a में छुप-छुप कर देके दे ना हां क्यों देखो मेरे लिए तो नहीं हो
0: valentines day
1: is life insurance key, lifelong pensions taki Beach and then
0: it was sbi life uh, saying that look if you Save enough money through insurance. When you retire, you can actually buy your uh, your loved ones a diamond ring. Or oh, there was another ad I, I forget it was Max Life or something, where this old man is you know home. He's packing his bags, so his wife was asking him, "Abhi uh, Because you just came back from your holiday. Mm-hmm. So he said, "No, no, no, my you know uh, my morning walking friend Sharma's sister's granddaughter is getting married." Uh, in Kolkata, so I'm going. Uh, so she says you've got nothing better to do than that. So wives, you know. So he says, yeah, I don't have anything better to do. You know. So in a sense, insurance companies have have tried to portray the picture that you know, uh, retired life uh, can be actually quite enjoyable if you save enough money through your insurance policies, right? So the same theme has also been used by mutual funds so if if you look at the entire bfsi segment which is you know mutual funds insurance they've all tried to uh, say that look um, save money so that you can have a very uh, comfortable retired life mm-hmm. uh, which is a new narrative because if you if you look at the the generation 30 years ago uh, they you know their big question was you know when i retire will i be able to look after myself you know, uh, will my son look after me? Will I be able to stay with him? Compared to that, today a lot of middle class and upper middle class uh, families have their own home, right? They own the house. Uh, home ownership is pretty high in India, at least in that income group. And so they say, look, maybe a hoga, scooter, car. Then what do you want? You know, so you need to save money to. To maybe go on a holiday somewhere, or buy a nice gift, or go and have a nice meal. So, which is what is the is uh, are these you know insurance and mutual fund companies are are tapping that uh, that quite well. Uh, it's not that old people are all living a very happy life. Many of them are worried about you know health costs and you know things like that. Mm-hmm. But in the context, if you look at a uh, the 30, 30 year perspective, uh, there is a change in society, and that's being reflected in the advertising.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So beautifully explained, Ambi. And uh, like you said, I think this book uh, gave advertising, you know, like, uh, it as you have said in the introduction, more respect, you know, because advertising is uh, not just borrowing from popular culture, it is pushing uh, and nudging in a certain direction as well. And I think I remember from reading in your book, you've also mentioned uh, another ad, Retire from Work not from life, you know. Like like you said, it's 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 a second inning starting, and and well, perhaps a lot of delayed things are going to be taken up by the senior citizen. Uh, Ambi, uh, could we take another category like home paints? Uh, how do you think the discourse has changed there through the lens of advertising?
0: So, if you look at the entire home decor category. Right. So, and you worked in advertising and 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 you know how the category is, has evolved. Uh, the whole concept of being home proud is something which uh which is kind of taken off over the last you know probably 10-15 years. And the, and brands have been able to tap, tap into that, be it, you know, Asian paints in one sense, you know, and you know, therefore every you know, you reflect your personality in your home, mm. uh, which means how your home looks is your personality, right? Uh, or, or what, you know, what my old agency did for uh, Goodless Nerlac, which is, you know, Gargar ki onak badani ho, ko sajana ho, So, you
2: know,
0: so as against, if you take 25, 30 years ago to today, the entire paint and the home decor category is dramatically exploded. Mm-hmm. Right? If you go back 30 years ago, uh, you know, uh, there's probably Luxol silk, which is from British Paints, so a very expensive, you know, Im- you know, uh, expensive wall wall painting, uh, which could be afforded only by very, very rich people. Today, the scene is there are multiple varieties of paints, both for interiors and for exteriors. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think uh, today people are also more proud about their home. Uh, and, and, and we had that old research which said that, look, there are certain uh, time when you paint the home, right? And there are critical junctions when you paint the home. For example, you paint it during an auspicious you know, festival like Diwali or, or Puja or whatever. Or you paint it uh, when there is a marriage in the family you know, or you actually painted before the marriage so that, you know, uh, if, 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 you know, your in-laws are going to come home and look at you, they need to see. You. So there was always a bit of uh, a bit of a shosha with, with, uh, with painting. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of heightened today. Today, you have multiple types of paints being advertised. It's no longer the typical white and yellow and blue. There are textures being advertised. There are, other types of complex things being advertised and look at the way flooring category has exploded. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's again being reflected in our advertising, right? In the good old days, I think Spartec was -hmm. the first floor tile. The company Mm -hmm. uh, is no more, but they opened up this floor tile business. And today there are multiple varieties of floor tiles, floor covering. I think that's again, reflecting the the fact that home ownership has increased. Mm -hmm. Uh, As home ownership increased, there is pride in the home has increased. And because the pride in the home has increased, there is more market for, for paints, for upholstery, for furniture, uh, for a variety of products. And this will continue to explode. right? And I think uh, you know, wallpapers, which probably was a very, very niche category, has grown. Uh, similarly, furniture. Uh, at one time, uh, most Indian homes used to have those you know steel furniture made by Godrich, that's no longer the case look at kitchen and i think i've written about that in the book you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: today modular kitchen has become almost derisure in the middle class and upper income homes mm-hmm. right that that you know several including several builders say that we give you a you know ready fitted uh, fitted kitchen
1: mm-hmm. right
0: Earlier, good old days the kitchen was a you know dungy place a lot of smoke dirt etc et etc cetera, et cetera. all that is gone right all that is gone it's it's become uh, and of course uh, you know now even men have started cooking uh, which means they spend more time in the kitchen and the kitchen needs to be better so dramatic changes you know if you look at uh, you know look at look at home look at home furnishing uh, look at furniture look at paint and that is reflected in in the advertising.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, roles changing, exposure changing, and um, how you want to spend a day and how you look at cooking, so much change and all reflected in advertising. You were talking about flooring, Ambi, I had a chat with the marketing manager of Wellspun Flooring. And they were talking about how they've come up with flooring that can be changed in a day. You know, so with that product, now flooring should also be looked at as part of home decor that you would like to renovate, you know, every now and then just to feel good uh, and and not a status thing. So thank you so much. And uh, Ambi, uh, this is an iconic ad, uh, Hari Sadhu.
0: What, sir? Shut up!
1: Sir, hotel reservation desk online too.
0: Yes, I would like to book a table for two. Sure,
2: sir. Whole side. Your name, sir?
0: Hari Sadhu. Uh
2: what, sir? Hari Sadhu.
0: Sir, may I? Hmm. Yes, write down. Hari Sadhu. H for Hitler, A for arrogant, R for rascal, I for idiot. That's right. Now write Sadhu.
2: S for Uh shameless. Huh?
1: Uh, till today, you know, it, it's like it it just picked up a trend that was coming up uh, in terms of the employee-employer uh, interaction and how people look at jobs. Could you share your views about how the entire narrative is getting shaped when it comes to jobs, work, careers? Okay, so you know, you know, um,
0: Harisadu ad was done by uh, my old agency uh, out of the Delhi office, and I remember discussing the the, the story behind the ad. Uh, with Sanjeev Bikchandani of uh, InfoEdge and uh, and I know internally you know what had happened that you know uh, so the agency had gone and got the account they gone and made a presentation and Sanjeev and team said no this may not be working so they went back a month later with some two three new ideas apparently that also didn't find favor and then Sanjeev Bikchandani and team said look there is a new report which just come out uh, you know why don't you guys go through this and maybe you know, this will give you an idea. And the report was, I think, a BBC report or whatever. Some some report which said that, uh, you know, while you ask people why they're changing their job, they give standard reasons. You know, I'm changing my job because I want a better title. I want, uh, you know, more salary. Uh, I, I want to be in a different city. But the real reason is, the primary reason why people change their job is because they don't like their boss. Right? Number one reason is you, you give up uh, your job because you don't like your boss. Uh, and that uh, tr- uh, triggered an ad, uh, which original ad, which was a what we call the washroom ad, and then mm-hmm. and then Hari Sadhu uh, followed a little later. So the washroom ad was written by by the team, and uh, and then they presented two alternatives to that, and then uh, they le- told the team at at InfoEdge, look, this washing you know this washing room ad is where uh, you know this this boss is washing his hand, and there is this. Uh, subordinate standing there next to him and, and suddenly the boss looks at him and starts shouting at him, you know, and, and he starts pointing his finger. Uh, and this guy look, tolerates it for a few seconds and he takes the water and splashes it on the on boss's face and walks out. Mm-hmm. And then it says, you know, <clears throat> guess who's heard from uh, from us? <laughs> uh India's number one job site. Now, it was very risky advertising because, you know, there was no you were not mentioning anything else. There was, you know, even the brand name was not mentioned in audio terms, It came only as a, as a super, right. But it was very risky ad, but the team at InfoEdge uh, said that, no, we want to take a risk with this ad. Let's do it. And the ad worked. And then they did the second uh, round, which was, uh, which was the harisadu ad, which was rated as one of the best ads of the decade and whatnot. Now, in a sense, this was a new narrative. And I've written about it in the book, you know, in India, getting a job was a big thing, right? I mean, hundreds of ads have been made about getting a job, whether it was the wheel ad or the fair and lovely ad or the ponds ad is all about someone preparing for an interview and then, you know, getting the job. But this one was a very different narrative. This one's saying, look, chuck your job. You know, if you don't like your boss, chuck your job and you will get some other job, right? Mm -hmm. And today it is even more relevant because of this whole thing, which we call the, the the great resignation, which in India is happening more with the IT sector, where there are too many jobs and not enough people. But why are there why are there more resignations? I think the the resignations are there because probably the bosses are not able to manage the teams well, especially when when you have this remote working. It's so difficult to hold on to a team. Uh, you know. Uh, there are, I, 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 I know of companies which have hired people uh, who were working from home and they've lost them in six months, right? So I was talking to someone who said, look, you know, this girl we hired in our Delhi office, a big agency, maybe one of the agencies you worked in. Uh, and uh, he said, we hired this girl, very good girl in Delhi. And, you know, six months, eight months later, she's quit. So I said, what could you have done? He said, no, I are in real, in in in." normal life, I would have been to Delhi at least two or three times. right? And uh, while I might not have met her in a formal setting, I would have chatted with her. And I would have figured out even in a corridor meeting, I would have figured out something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I would have changed our account, saying, you know, okay, don't work on this account, work on that account. I couldn't do that. And we lost this person. I think this is standard. I think hundreds yeah. of companies have gone through this problem. You hired someone remotely, They are working remotely and you lose them remotely, right? So we still haven't figured out, you know, and and HR teams have gone crazy, organizing, you know, uh, uh, whatever, or whatever, you know, online, uh, which, which, you know, I don't know whether it helps or it it hurts. Uh, So people, I think, especially at the top level in certain industries, talent is really scarce. Mm-hmm. And, and companies are struggling how to retain talent. And, and if you're a Harisadu, God help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're a very good boss, it's today going to be tough
2: mm-hmm.
0: because you, know, you don't have you know, face-to-face time with them, mm-hmm. especially if you're working remotely, you're not meeting your team often enough, you're not having a drink with them once in a while, you're not going out for lunch or dinner with them. That is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we talk of organizational culture right organizational culture is built by water cooler talk you know by mm-hmm. by hanging around by going for a cup of coffee you know chatting about things that's all been uh, highly constrained during the during the pandemic so as a result i think uh, you know culture is what holds people together yeah. right and and that's that's something which is sorely missed during the pandemic time yeah
1: yeah so so beautifully said, uh, Ambi. The young generation today is not just you know focusing on a salary at the end of the month. It is about my potential. It is about how how I feel, and more so now a purpose. You know what, what is what are you going to be about, and can I can my work be more meaningful? So like you've said in your uh, book also that the focus of advertisers for jobs, hence, has changed in terms of, you know, it's, it's yeah, and, and the tone, uh, Ambi, the tone uh, by how coolly, I mean, this, this this ad can have relevance today also, how coolly he just decides that this is not working, this is not uh, how I'll be treated. He gives a smart repartee and walks out and and there's another employee in the room. who who takes it on from there. So, so, so beautiful. Um, Okay, Um, Ambi now, uh, mostly, you know, even iconic brands, we have seen Um Ambi struggle after a point in time to stay relevant. We've seen this happen with Lux, Little, you know, iconic brands, such unique spaces. Um, But there has come a point in time where they have to be reinterpreted. There is a brand that you have closely been associated, uh, and and I think audiences would love to know more about it, which is brand Amul, which has timeless appeal. You know, it it uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't have research to say this, but I feel it is as relevant, if not more, you know, in terms of its essence, in terms of its outlook, in terms of what it stands for. Could you share some aspects of this brand, uh, Amul? Why does it click such beautifully with us?
0: See, Amul is is an iconic uh, brand in many ways, right? (laughs) And and it's a brand which very assiduously has built a backstory. A lot of credit should go to Dr. Kurian, uh, who from day one presented the brand as a brand which is there for the dairy farmers, right? Uh, And then, and then he, and, and, you know, we, today we talk of all this thing about brand storytelling and, you know, become very fashionable. I mean, he thought of it, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, when uh, he wrote a book, I have a dream. He also, you know, got Girish Karnad to make that movie called Manthan, uh, which is about, about how, how the Amul and the cooperative movement was born, right? So, He understood the power of brand storytelling, and that's that's one thing critical. The other thing, which I think Dr. Kurian imbaw, you know, kind of embedded in his team, is the need to trust, trust your partners. And I've written about it in another book of mine about how uh, you know there is this old story that I think he's written in his book as well uh, about how the agency every year uh, around March the agency is called for an annual review where they share all the campaigns which they will run during the year. And the agency goes and makes a presentation and, and you know, with Dr. Kurian there and all his entire team sitting there. And then uh, one of the brand managers, the product manager says, so, you know, Dr. Kurian, I have a, a point of view. So Dr. Kurian says, yeah. So, and this young man says that, you know, I think this ad is nice, but the background is blue. Uh, it should, it's the wrong color. It should be green. So then uh, Dr. Kurian tells his little stories that, you know, Young man, you want to build a house, so you bought a plot of land and you call an architect who designs a nice house and the house has five pillars and you call the architect and tell him, look, you like the design, but five pillars is too much. So you tell him that, you know, can you do the design with three pillars? So the architect does the design with three pillars and after two years, the house collapses. Now, whom do you blame? Do you blame yourself or you blame the architect? So he says, look, if you have a problem with the colors, say, what is the problem? Right and let them let them decide whether it'll be blue green orange red whatever it is right. So Dr. Kurian had this thing that pick your uh, pick your partners very carefully. After that, give them full freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. So Ulka Absolute Ulka works on on several uh, brands of Amul, and of course there is Dakuna who've been doing the the, the outdoor advertising uh, for. Now, interesting thing, I don't think this is true of any client anywhere in the world, that Dakuna creates those holdings and actually puts them up. And the client sees it after it is put up. Right, mm-hmm. Which means what? Which means you have such tremendous trust in your advertising partner that you're letting them do something with your brand. And you're post-facto approving it. I don't think any, any... So, you know, Dr. Kurian embedded a lot of the, these things into, into the company. Like, for example, they have an old rule. They spend, I think, 1.5% of their turnover on advertising. They don't spend anything more than that. And right? because they say, look, we need to save the money. So mm-hmm. we need to make money for our farmers. We need to give them a good price. Two, we need to make the product easily affordable for our consumers so uh, mm-hmm. so if you see amul's products are never very premium they are all very popular priced uh, uh, and which is why sometimes they are in short supply right because they are they are so uh, affordably priced right uh, and so these are things which dr kurian embedded into the company and from dr mm-hmm. kurian went to bm and now mr mm-hmm. sodi is carrying on on that tradition everyone everyone believes in that their purpose you know we talked about purpose right the purpose of amul is to ensure that no dairy farmer mm-hmm. goes home without selling his milk to Amul. So they will buy the milk. When it, it may be a flush season, there's too much milk coming, but GCMMF will still buy the milk and they'll figure out what to do. So mm-hmm. they'll convert the milk, try and sell it as liquid milk or convert it into powder or make it into ice cream, make it into cheese, whatever it is. Their purpose is very clear. is to serve the dairy farmer, one, mm-hmm. and two, Serve the consumer, right? These are the two things. So it's we, we talk of you know purpose and you know I mean this is a company Indian company right and, and that too is not a you know is a simple company right? It's it's a cooperative and there's so much every company can learn from uh, from Amul.
1: Absolutely, uh, Ambi. This whole collective uh, you know thing like you feel it's yours. You know, it's it's your company. You know, there's a collective uh, essence to it, and then do good, uh, kind of uh, at the heart of the business model. What would you say about the girl with the polka dots dress? Yeah, you
0: know, I mean, again, um, it's such a such a simple little uh, illustration of the girl, with the polka dot dress, and they've continued, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 become it's become today become timeless. Uh, you know, other companies have created mascots and killed them, whereas Amul continues to use the same mascot. It's not that she's there in every ad, yep. right? There are many ads where she, many, many of those of those topical ads where she's not there. Yep. Right? some of them she's there, you know. Uh, some of them she's not there. Depends on the topic. Depends on on what they want to make a comment about. So, I think I think we should give credit to you know Raul Dakuna. And and the Dakuna agency for keeping that uh, flavor alive. Of course, they don't uh, get it perfectly every time, but ninety-nine percent of the time, it's 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 great. Uh, you know, the, the topicals go viral mm-hmm. without even them attempting to take it viral, mm-hmm. right? So it's all all very nice uh, uh, for them, and and they've kept that polka dot girl the way she was. You know, they've not tried and given her a new dress or a new clothing. They did. It. I I think, I think it's a full marks to both Amul and to, you know, Dakuna team Mm -hmm. for maintaining that simplicity in in the mascot. Yeah,
1: the innocence and the purity as, uh, as would be expected from the products, uh, so beautifully thought through. Uh, Ambi, I'd share with you that uh, I was in MICA studying for my post-graduation when the mind and mood study of the women segment had come through and uh, you know that is when uh, you know I, I did my summers uh, with FC, fcb because you know this is the organization that respects consumer uh, uh, so taking a parallel of the mind and mood study of men that happened uh, much later could you share some findings that you found very compelling
0: Okay, so you know we we did we did uh, you know mind and mood was a was a process which I think FCB had uh, developed in America, but uh, very often American agencies develop something and abandon it. But we in India kind of hang on to tradition, so we kept that mind and mood going. We did I think two or three rounds of of woman mood, and then someone came to the idea: look, what about men? You know how are men changing? Uh, so we did a men mood. So we we conducted I think uh, forty. Uh, kind of workshops with, you know, five to six men across the country to understand how men are changing. Uh, and, and and one of the important things which we found uh, about, I mean, we did uh, quite a few, uh, we found about eight or nine uh, key trends. One of the trends we found was the importance of looks in men uh, dramatically changed. Uh, today, men are a lot more conscious about how they look they apply uh, you know skin creams they apply gel they apply Dio, they apply all that and, and and that was an interesting interesting little revelation the other was the general feeling that men are feeling more threatened and uh, they are being threatened largely because of the rise of women you know and and many of these men have seen their own say fathers treating their moms in one way mm-hmm. And they've grown up that way, you know, and the the father will be sitting, looking at the newspaper and asking for coffee and the coffee comes. He says, ah, it's not hot enough, you know, make it again. And then the poor wife will go and, you know, make the coffee or tea again. They've seen all that. Now they're seeing a different woman. I mean, their wives are, you know, not going to be, you know, jumping up and down whenever they, you know, whenever they are asked, ask something. So like this, we spotted a few uh, key trends on how men are changing, how they're feeling more threatened, how they're kind of, you know, they're being, actually they're being, um, at least, uh, you know, let's say men who are, are say 40 to 45, 50, are kind of caught in the sandwich era, which means Mm -hmm. their parents, so probably 65, are still expecting them to look after, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, look after them. Uh, They have their children who are saying that, look, pay for my education. After that, I'm on my own and you're on my own. So they're caught in this in this little sandwich between parents, children, wife. So uh, men are, you know, and I think we said this somewhere that men are a very threatened species in India because the rise of women over the last twenty years has been dramatic, both in terms of education, their desire to work, etc., etc. Unfortunately, I think during the pandemic that has gone a bit back. A lot of women have dropped out of the workforce. And it'll take them a few years to go back in. Uh, But the trend was there that, you know, that, you know, men uh, will have to now face a different woman, both Mm -hmm. in office and at home. And that's going to change men. And that was the, you know, uh, finding from our man mood study. Mm.
1: So, so timely, so beautiful. Ambi, there was a, there was a point in time, uh, an advertiser, in the industry a male advertiser only was sharing with me that why are men being portrayed as they are the villains you know uh like even even an ad that has been much celebrated like share the load they're like which which man does that in today's generation that he comes back home and expects everything to be done so uh you know that was a counter point of view, and he said that can we have just like you said that they are sandwiched. Can he? Can, he said that can we expect some empathy from the women? You know they are very uh, empathetic. Can they understand us? That you know we are trying to change and we are struggling. <laughs> no, I think it's it's it's
0: nicely spoken, but the reality is, share the road is right. You know, I
2: think, hmm. I think Share the Road advertising campaign was very right. I mean... I'm making a favourite. are you phone क्या जॉब छोड़ दिया मतलब अरे ऐसे कैसे कितनी तरक्की हुई थी तुम्हारी ये आ, हम भी कितना प्राउड फील कर रहे थे अचानक ये जॉब छोड़ना रियू कैसे क्या हुआ कितनी जॉब छोड़ रही है क्यों पर बेटा शादी के बाद घर के काम बढ़ जाते हैं लेकिन तू अकेली थोड़ी है आकाश भी तो है तुम्हारे साथ वो घर के काम में तुम्हारी हेल्प कर सकता है है ना हरियोसी घर का काम नहीं आता मतलब ऐसे कैसे नहीं आता नहीं आता होगा गलती हमारी है। बेटियों को पैरों पर पे खड़ा होना सिखाते हैं, लेकिन बेटों को हाथ बटाना नहीं सिखाते। तू और एक बार सोच ले। मैं रात को फोन करती हूँ। क्या हुआ माँ? Bravo, yeah, mom. Rain.
0: women you know today a lot of Indian uh, women especially middle and upper income group are expected to work right uh, they expected to work they are also expected to look after the home uh, look after the kid right so so in a sense share the load is very right I mean sharing the load can be even sitting and you know teaching the kid you know uh, you know spending time with the kid on the homework or doing something in 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 the kitchen uh, so I'm, I'm sure share the load is very applicable to anyone who's 45 plus. Maybe someone who's 30, 35 has mm-hmm. already gone over that and he's ready to share the load. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's 40 plus, I think, is still not uh, not there yet. And I think, therefore, I think the, the ad was, I think the Bang whole campaign on. was very well conceived. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, the load, like you rightly said, I mean, how does the load get defined? There's so many aspects. That a woman is expected to look at so many roles, so many hats she's wearing. So yes, okay. So uh, Ambi, you've been talking about uh, COVID, and uh, you know, I was thinking to say post-COVID, but I, I'm not sure if we can say that anymore. <laughs> Things going on, uh, you know, in a cycle. Uh, but still, if you could share some. You've written a lot about it. Could you share some trends that we can expect that they'll emerge strongly once this round of COVID, the third wave also settles down?
0: So we will have a third wave. We may have a fourth wave. We may have a fifth wave. But the intensity of the wave hopefully will keep going down as we take more and more vaccines. And then it will become nothing like, you know, just like a cold. Cough, cold, you have a little bit of fever and two, three days, you're okay. That's how that's going to happen. But what are going to be the learnings which we take from here? And, and some things um, will change, right? For example, uh, work from home, work from office. Now this is going to be a continuous debate which companies are going to have. You know, people are going to say, "Look, why can't I work from home?
2: Uh,
0: why should I come to office every day?" So already several countries are talking of four-day week, right? Uh, Uh, Should we have a four-day week? Should we have a 40-hour week? Or should we have a 30-hour week? Those kind of debates will start. Companies will start balancing this work from home, work from office. That's that's going to be one uh, one key thing. The other thing, uh, at least as far as education and training is concerned, uh, we will start embracing more and more of hybrid forms of teaching and learning. Right, whether it is uh, stuff like what you're doing, uh, you know, which uh, uh, which is you know basically is spreading knowledge and, and, and information. So uh, this will go on. A lot of paid content will be created, right? So you can actually do an online, uh, just you know, branding, you know, advertising fundamentals, which uh, you know, just Ravi, so which could be a uh, a three day three day session. Like I'm I'm doing a series of workshops for a large automobile company where 30 people are attending uh, the sessions from anywhere in India and uh, 90 minutes spread over, you know, every twice a week. And then after six uh, weeks, they do a project and they present uh, present to us, right? So this is something, otherwise you'd have to bring them into some training center and lock them up, etc. Now it's all a little open. We are still, you know, grappling with it. Uh, it worked very well with one division the other division is, is grappling with it but but the point is this is new this is totally new so this will stay with us we will figure out how to do this better uh, people will figure out saying look it's okay jashnavi is very good i've seen her videos i'm going to pay her 10000 rupees and you know go through her session right and and, and four days uh, let's say four half days i'm going to learn a lot so committed learning so that that's going to happen the other thing of course there are multiple ways in which uh, you know, pandemic has changed us. Whether it is online, uh, you know, payment online, uh, using you know people avoiding going to the bank, therefore they've learned how to use RTGS and all that. So that's one. Again, buying things you know online, right? Uh, FMCG products, four percent was sold through e-commerce in 2019. That's gone up to something like eight percent now, right? Mm-hmm. So dramatic changes have happened. Some of this will stay. Uh, some of this will probably taper off. Uh, but if you fast forward to five years from now, some of the trends we saw during pandemic, whether it's a growth of podcasting, mm. the growth of online education, the growth of you know digital payments, the growth of uh, you know e-commerce, uh, or uh, for example, uh, cuisine, multiple cuisine, mm. uh, home ordering of food, all this in some form mm. will continue. I'm a, I'm a very non-violent. I'm a very non guy. You're bringing Squid Games into my life. <laughs> huh?
1: uh, mother's best advice:
0: be sensible.
1: Alternate profession could have been writer. As per your wife, your most often used phrase is "Let's see." <laughs> Okay. One thing no one knows about you.
0: (laughs) Well, I I, I learned swimming at a ripe old age of 62.
1: Wow. Wow. That's so inspiring. Okay. A book you'd like to gift to all your friends.
0: Uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl.
1: Okay. What would you tell your 18-year-old self?
0: Don't have so much fun. <laughs> okay. Ready a bit more.
1: Huh? <laughs> okay. What's your favorite childhood memory?
0: Probably playing in Marina Beach.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Chennai.
1: If Chennai. Okay. Uh, if you if you were to devote the rest of your life to philanthropy, what cause would you choose? Education. Hmm. What is your greatest joy? Teaching. Okay. What would you like strangers, how you would like strangers to remember you? If at all.
0: I learned something from him.
1: Uh, Okay. What is a lesson that took you a long time to learn?
0: Holding my tongue.
1: Would you like to share any online address? Uh, although we will put everything in the show notes. Where, if they have a question, they want to interact with you, they can reach out. So you know, I
0: mean, thank you, me uh, You know, basically, uh, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I, I do respond uh, maybe within a day to all requests on LinkedIn. Uh, Ambi Parmeshwar and LinkedIn is a address to come to. Uh, they can follow me on Twitter. On Twitter, it is Ambi MGP. A-M-B-I-M-G-P. mgp that's my twitter handle i'm reasonably i'm not great but i'm not uh, i'm not a slacker either so i'm reasonably active on on twitter uh, linkedin is my go to place i do share something or the other every two to three days on linkedin uh, and and the same thing i share on facebook and uh, and on twitter so if people have questions people want to discuss something they can message me on LinkedIn and I'll, I'll be as prompt as I can. So thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Jasravi, you come with a lot of experience in the world of advertising. And I think uh, you also picking and choosing whom you want to talk with. So, uh, and you do a lot of homework before, before doing the the interview with a person. So I'm sure uh, and you've interviewed some really wonderful, uh, wonderful thought leaders on your show. Uh, so I think it it makes sense for every young marketer, advertising professional, media professional to to watch your show to learn from your show because I think every single episode I'm not saying this one, but I'm saying you know every <laughs> single episode has has something for them to take away. And even if you you know you devote 40 minutes to the show and and you learn one thing new that's worth worth your time spent